What's going on, everybody? It's your boy 1K. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Free Game Podcast. I'm really excited for you to get into this content that we have for you today. But before we do so, please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Free Game Podcast. It's your boy 1K, and I'm here with my my girl, Coach Alex Hamp, Alexis Hampton. How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us from your busy schedule. Uh, let's go ahead and tell the people a little bit about who you are and what it, what it is that you do. Hello, everybody. My name is Alexis Hampton, but everyone just calls me Lex or Coach Lex. Um, I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. I graduated from Belmont Abbey College, and I've been coaching collegially for three years now. Okay, okay. Basketball has pretty much uh, been something that's been in your life for a while. Um, we're going to get get a little into that. But before we get into that, um, talk to the people a little bit about what motivates you to get out of the bed in the morning. You know, I know you on a little bit more personal level, and I know I see your daily mantras and the motivational stuff that you post. But in a nutshell, you know, what really gets you going every day? Um, I would have to say my family. Um, my grandparents and my dad just always sacrificed for me and put me in a position to be successful um, and just always made me get up and do stuff, whether I was going to practice, we was fundraising early on a Saturday morning, or if I was just getting up to clean the house. Um, I was just always on the go, and so now it's just a habit to get up and like get going. Like I literally hate laying in bed all day. Like I don't see how people do that. It literally bugs me out. Yeah, I feel you. I don't see how people can sleep in until 12 one o'clock like that i feel like at nine o'clock if i'm not out the bed i'm wasting my day at this point exactly yep 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 so you know like i said basketball has been you've been in basketball for a long time you know where did your love for basketball really come from growing up um my grandparents let my brother and i play any every sport like we did t-ball soccer golf swimming tennis like i have my own bowling ball like we did everything um but what's crazy is that i actually started off being a cheerleader so i had little pom-poms and a skirt um but once they started doing pyramids and throwing people in the air my grandma was like yeah no um and so my brother and i we signed up for a park and rec basketball and that's all she wrote and it's worked out for you. Good thing we was able to, you know, pick up that round orange thing. Yeah. Um, you had a had a good playing career, a great playing career, if you would say. Um, starting at high school, you know, at Hardy University, you know, a state champion. Um, you know, what was that like? And a lot of people play high school sports, but not a lot of people are able to say that they were a part of a championship team, let alone to win it like you guys did. So what, what was that feeling like? crazy but fun at the same time um simply because i started at olympic so i was at olympic for three years um and once they closed down waddell high school i transferred to Harden. um it was a big decision to make because they rezoned the neighborhoods um and i had like four schools to pick from i want to say like myers park obviously Harden, your alma mater philip o'berry was an option as well um or i could have stayed at olympic um and it was my senior year so that was really hard um, but I also knew, like, if I wanted to make some depth in, as far as in the playoffs for the state championship, I knew I had to, I had to like, make a move. Because we had gotten further each year at Olympic, but if I really wanted a shot at the state championship title, like, I knew I had to make a move. And so Harden was it. 
that was just that was a choice I decided to make. Absolutely, and, and congratulations on that. You know, we would have loved to have you at Barry, but you know, it worked out for your heart, and so I can't be, I can't hate too much. You know, so I like <laughs> but. Uh, um, you graduate from Harden. You go to play at uh, St. Anselm up in uh, New Jersey, correct? Up that way. Yes, it was um, actually further up north. Oh, so it was, um, yeah, I was 45 minutes from Boston. So I was what Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, super, super cold. We were going to school like in blizzards. Not literally blizzards, but it was snowing. Like they didn't play. They don't care compared to like Charlotte, where if they think it's gonna snow, we get school canceled for like three days. But up in New Hampshire, like they don't play. Um, so yeah, I visited them twice and it came down to pretty much just how much love they showed me and they were at my state championship game, which meant a lot. Um, and so that pretty much sealed the deal, really. Gotcha, then you ended up transferring from there. You know, talk about your journey through the transfer process and how you ended up um, at Belmont Abbey? Um, so I tore my ACL and my meniscus my freshman year. Um, and then we had a coaching change going into my sophomore year. I sat out um, medical red shirt. Then my junior year, I spent a year at Cape Fair Community College, which was the best decision I made collegiately. Um, loved it here, wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, and then I had two years left to play. So I finished at Belmont Abbey College which is right outside of Charlotte. And by that time, um, my mindset was just to finish school and play ball. I was closer to home. I was pretty much 20 minutes from home. And I was familiar with the PWI, predominantly white institution atmosphere. So that didn't bother me either. And I finished at Belmont Abbey College. Now was playing professional ever in your plans or did it ever cross your mind? Yeah and no. Um, I would say yeah because it's like, yeah, sure. I would love to have the experience to go play overseas just to say I got to experience it. But at the same time, I was like mentally checked out, honestly. Um, and I just didn't, like I, I wanted a break. And pretty much after I took a break, that was it. Because like my coach allowed us to do postseason as a senior, but his postseasons were no joke. Um, and I was just like, nah, I'm okay. That's all right. I'm gonna hang it up. And that's just what I did. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's good that you recognize that, you know, a lot of people, um, it's hard for them to make that transition from being done playing in college and realizing that, you know, professional is not the route for me, but I don't really have anything else set up for myself to do anything else. You know, right. I think it's very important that, uh, these athletes in college, man, they really got to know that there's life outside of sports. And sports can end at any moment. Yep. You know, it would be you just get old or an injury. You know what I'm saying? So um, you did just that. You know, you had a plan. Um, you got into coaching, you know. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your coaching journey so far. Um, so, like, graduating college, I knew I still wanted to be tied to basketball. Like, I just knew because basketball was all I knew. Um, I wasn't going to go sit behind someone's desk working nine to five. Like that was just not me. Um, and so I had always kept in contact with my head coach from Cape Fear and she was still the head coach, um, right going into my graduation. And so right around March when our season ended, um, we had a conversation and long story short, God opened the doors for me. Absolutely. And then, you know, you, um, up at Cape Fear, um, 
you know, what's been the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's been the most satisfying thing about coaching for you? Um, I would have to say, when you say that, when you say satisfying, I would honestly have to say making history here at Cape Fear. Um, last my second year, so last year, we finished fourth in the nation. No, third, th- top final four, third in the nation for JUCO Nationals. Um, we went into there with what, like eight healthy girls, mm-hmm. um, and we were at the time we were back to back conference champions, and so this is our second time back to back at nationals. Um, and it was just an amazing experience because some of those girls got to go back to back and some of those girls got to leave a mark and they got to kind of literally live out an experience that a lot of people don't get to experience um and so just seeing them develop from august all the way to that time period not just within a year but for two years um and just seeing how much they have grown um and their selflessness on the court especially again like i said we finished third in the nation um and it was just an amazing experience honestly so that's what i would have to say has been the most satisfying. It's just watching my girls grow and leaving the mark at Cape Fear because that was the um, the best finish any sport has done at Cape Fear, and no other team had been um, had done that. So that's what I would say it was. Gotcha. I mean, again, congratulations on that. You know, being successful as a player and a coach is is no easy feat, but um, you know. You are one of the ones to do so. So super happy for you in that regard. Now, um, I know you personally and, you know, we had talks about this, but, uh, you know, your your coaching journey is going to continue to push forward. And I feel like I know what you're going to say, but can you tell us, you know, what's up next for uh, you as a coach? Um, Well, right now with the pandemic and everything, honestly trying to figure out what route schools are going. Um, but I know one of my biggest things as far as still being tied into a collegiate coach is also just trying to figure out how to get my hands tied into the community. Um, not just me as a coach, but also just student athletes. Um, just teaching them like, you know, that LeBron mindset of I'm more than just an athlete. Um, and teaching them, you know, finding ways to help them have a voice on campus, but also being involved to where you're not just an athlete. You know, being involved in different clubs, different organizations, get to know people um, because those same people are the ones that you, you know, ask to buy into your fundraisers or ask to come to your games or um, you want to be heard by when it's time for you to use your voice, use your platform as a student athlete. So um, definitely getting my kids to, you know, again, be involved in the community, not just on campus, but also off campus and not to where it's forced, you know, something that they really enjoy doing. Because again, they're bigger than just athletes, you know, so teaching them that too. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's a perfect segue into uh, introducing you as a part of the athlete circle team, you know, um, pretty much what you said, you know, providing a resource for these athletes to understand that there's something bigger than them being an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what motivated you to, to really get involved with the athlete circle? Um, I definitely, so I've always wanted to be a part of nonprofit. Um, I worked at the inner city, one of the inner city YMCA's back at home in Charlotte for 
six years. Um, and those, again, were dealing with minority kids, a lot of kids that looked like me, um, and just giving back to them. Um, because again, I feel like also a part of my purpose is to serve, whether you know, you're a minority, you're a female, whoever that may be, like, I feel like my purpose is to serve. And I feel like the athlete circle, like, that's what you guys are doing. You're giving athletes and coaches and just other people involved in the sports, you're giving them a platform to use their voice. Um, and I feel like that's definitely needed, <clears throat> especially in a time like right now. Um, a lot of student athletes or coaches feel like they can't speak up because of, you know, this reputation or their image you know they have to protect their image but in reality like use your platform for your voice to be heard you know so I feel like that's what you guys are definitely doing and it's, it's amazing because a lot of student athletes need to be heard honestly they do yeah you're right about that and, and speaking of which you know as the day as the day we are recording this you know I saw the first high school athlete and this is just me personally um, at Huff High School, football player who said he wasn't going to play this year until the social climate in his school changed, which is big because, you know, a lot of younger people, like you said, they, they don't feel that they have that platform or they want to protect that image before speaking out. And you know, you've done a great job of being on the front lines and making sure that your voice is heard and, and putting yourself out there. So, you know, we greatly appreciate you doing that and then being able to bring you on and to have you, you know, help us create that, um, create that uh, platform for these young individuals in the in, the, uh, in our community. So definitely, definitely, I'm I'm happy and I'm thankful that you guys allowed me to be a part for sure. Absolutely. Now, um, talking about the world being a little crazy right now, um, and like I said, you've been out on the front lines and, you know, really speaking your voice, using your voice, speaking your mind. How have you found time to mentally reset and emotionally reset? So when Corona, the pandemic first hit, I was fine because... I don't do much here in Wilmington anyway, so I was pretty much already isolated in a way, so being in the house didn't bother me. Um, it actually allowed me to spend even more time with self-care and meditation and just, you know, focusing on my mental. But then when the protesting started, my life sped up really fast and I didn't stop. Like, I just kept going, 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 going um, to the point where I was protesting literally every single day. Um, for almost two weeks straight and I was just draining my body and again not taking care of myself um, I wasn't eating the way I should have been so I had like a little I had a little falling I guess you could say a little downfall mm -hmm. um, but as of recently probably like the past week I'm finally getting back into what my daily routine looks like um, I'm not sleeping till 8 a.m. I'm getting up at 6 you know like that's the only way I can really get back on track and get it going so um, I had to check myself pretty much because again, I was just going, going, going and not fueling my body with what I needed in order to pour out to somebody else. Um, so I've had to check myself and reevaluate and I'm finally get back into my routine and I can definitely feel a difference. So um, I guess you could say just listening to my body and my mental really. Yeah, that's, that routine part is so important because the same thing happened for me. You know, start a quarantine. I was I was good to go, man. I was working out three, four or five times a day. Mm -hmm. feeling good and then it just it just stopped I was yep. just like, I'm over it like I'm, I'm tired but you know that routine is important and your mental health is is so important and I wish there was more of an emphasis on yes. mental health um 
you know, in athletics, like, you know, people like Kevin Love who are donating to mental health research and speaking out and Liz Cambage and stuff like that. So I, I hope that, you know, people start to take mental health a little bit more serious, not only in sports, but in life in general. Um, I think it's going to be really important for people. Yep. Yep. And that was one thing I realized with kids nowadays, like players, they have a lot of mental health issues or, you know, dealing with depression, anxiety and bipolar. And it's just like, it's just crazy to me because, you know, us growing up playing ball, playing sports, like it wasn't as heavy as it is now, or maybe just wasn't talked about as much. But I feel like even now, like a lot of colleges are wanting to have mental health counselors available for athletic teams and not just, you know, for leisurely purposes, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's a big thing too. Right, absolutely. Well, wrapping things up, um, for all the listeners out there who are aspiring to to be as as much of a goat as Coach Lex Hamp, you know, whether it be playing or coaching or just you know being that voice for the people, what would be some advice that you would have for those listeners? Mm, do the little things. Um, do the little things. Whether you're a player, a coach, just whatever, like do the little things because they matter. Just like we just talked about routine, like what does your daily routine look like? Like that's a little thing, honestly. It's not that big. It's little because it's, you know, what time are you waking up? What is one of the first things you do when you wake up? You know, like little things like that, you know, um, that's what I would have to say. Honestly, just do the little things because they matter. They make a big difference, honestly. The small details matter the most, whether people want to believe it or not, some small things that matter. Absolutely. I I completely agree. Well, Lex, thank you so much for taking the time to stop through the free game podcast and dropping some gems on us. We greatly appreciate it. We're excited to see the work that you do with the nonprofit as well. And we look forward to seeing your new coaching position. Uh, We have to get an update on that pretty soon, but best of luck to you and all your endeavors going forward. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, For all the listeners, if y'all have not, follow and subscribe to the Athlete Circle and to the Free Game Podcast. It's out there. Put it out there. So do do it, y'all. Do it. There you go. I appreciate the plug in. But signing off from the Free Game Podcast, it's your boy 1K. Take care, be safe, and stay blessed.